0: have have you seen the grand canyon no what is it well it's this uh humongous hole it's like the biggest hole in the ground that you've ever seen and it's just really good to be there and look at this hole it's like you can't imagine looking at the hole you know it's great
1: The Social Psycho Confabulation with Ben and Mr. A.
2: Wouldn't it be nice if you could make money? Um,
0: 30000 a month would be just fine. <laughs> Instead, we have a podcast that makes zero. <laughs> it actually cost me hundreds of dollars. In time. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah. Wow, this is turning out to be a good song. <laughs> I hope everyone's enjoying this. No. Okay. Yeah. We were just talking about how we should make this a more valuable podcast, and we're literally not even singing. <laughs> <the podcast. laughs> we're going to make what up songs wrong? now. That's
2: what's going to add value.
0: What is wrong with us? Okay. Let me see. Wow.
2: Um, oh, yeah. Do you have anything to talk about? I have two things. One, I just wanted to circle back on the Hamas thing. I don't know if we will release the episode. I don't even remember what we said about Hamas because so much is changing so quickly. Um, And we'll probably get canceled for saying everything that we said in the podcast. Um, Yeah. Are
0: you seeing how dangerous it is now?
2: Yeah, I'm seeing that now. It's only getting more and more wild. Um, But so I have that. And then I had this research paper that I wanted to talk about, which is interesting, about uh, child development. Because I'm a child development psychologist, now. that's what I'm really
0: interested in, <laughs> child development. I will have to say, a lot of the interesting psychology that came out of like the, you know, golden era of psychology, I feel like, were like child psychologists, because it's the most interesting. If you think about it, it's like, how does hmm. children learn to do that? How? Yeah, literally, like they <laughs> develop some way, and that's interesting because. You're certainly a lot different than you are when you're a child and there's something wrong the whole time. <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> oh, by the way, I remember that thing. Okay, so this is unfortunate. So I wrote some stuff. Remember, we talked about a few little things. I was like, I want to start writing these things. So I was mm. like, I had this thought, again, as I do. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I'm gonna start writing. And it this a lot of this like desire to start writing. This is why the other day I texted you and I was like, Can you write fiction? Because I can't. Like, I don't understand fiction. I I have a book. I mean, I read most of Stephen King's book called Stephen King on Writing, but I still don't really. So I'm reading this book, and there's an inter- interesting enough story. Okay. Then this is a self-published author that Kim discovered. and She's got this bestseller; like it's on bestseller list, but she doesn't have a publisher. It's all self-published, and she's making millions of dollars, right? And I'm yeah, like, good okay. For her. So I started reading this book to Kim while she does the dishes. It's a weird thing we're doing right now. I don't know. It's fine. And That's this fun. book, it, I like it's that. it's a good bonding time. She loves it. I love it. I don't have to do the dishes. Yeah. It's great. And <laughs> the book is so so bad no like no so bad so the premise is wild which is fine i'm like this is the, she has the one skill i don't have this lady this girl little girl this little tiny millionaire child and she can come up with a story but she can't write so literally and this is fine, like, as a character, I suppose. But I don't even know if this was dialogue or if it was just the narrator part. But there's one line that I'm... Pre- I think this is how the line goes. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. That's a... That's a <laughs> okay, and then there's other... That. And so I get... If that's a quote, that's fine. Like, it's a type of character, it's a type of... Per- whatever, you know, they have a, a thing. There's other parts of the book where it's, it's written like... Nobody that anyone that's listening to this podcast, no one that they know, says like more than I say like. Okay, <laughs> and, I am the champion. But I, but if I were writing, also I say were when I use the word if. This author does not know that rule. But um, if I were writing, I would never put like in the places that I say, like, you
2: yeah. know, like it, no. it just would it's not filler words.
0: Out. You wouldn't put it in the paper. You yeah, would not dumb. put it there. I would literally, if I did that, I would literally just be like, no, 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 no. I, I erased it. I would Ed always a hundred percent edit <laughs> out a hundred percent. So there's a lot of that kind of thing. Like I was so like angry, you know, it's like, what are you writing? Do not write those words. The narrator writes things that, you know, as like, when they're not quotes, they're thoughts because it's like narrated by the first person. And Uh. she's like having thoughts, writing words that you wouldn't have as your thoughts. You know, it's just too much writing. And there's also, there was a place where she wrote the word, like she used so as like not a conjunction. So it was just like, I can't even describe, I can't even remember the sentence because I, I don't even know if I would say the sentence, but anyways, this is my point. We could write a book. And I actually think, I actually think that fiction is more powerful than nonfiction. A hundred percent. I just don't, I just don't know how to write it. So, but I've got, but I started writing based on, so this is my, what I was trying to say when I first started. So I started writing that thing and um, I started writing this new thing and I'm like, you know what, this is actually just what I, that first thing I wrote. And I started, I just sat down one day after reading that book and I was like, fuck this. I'm writing a fucking book because this bitch, excuse me. Let me start that over. I'm going to edit that out. I'm running a book. Because no, this lady... <laughs> leave it in. I love this. I love how this is like our approach to everything. Like this is how we started the podcast. We're like, these podcasters right. suck. We could do it better. People. <laughs> um, but why but Why aren't we? I don't know. Uh, so I'm like, I'm going to write. So I just sit down one day and I, I'm i like handwriting on on paper because I don't have Microsoft an Office. And I'm not going to put it in Google Docs because I have a thing to say about Google Docs here in a second. but. I have got a piece to say about that. I wrote, I hand wrote like 15 pages, you know, front and back or whatever. I don't know, a, a lot. And I'm like, okay, this is enough. So I got, and I start, so I started typing it. I'm like, this is going to be good. And usually when I write, I, you know, you get to a part where you're like, this is no good. But like, I find, it's almost like this. I think the podcast in a way is really, it's, we thought this would kind of happen. that. Because we wanted, we started, the podcast is so bad, in case someone's wondering, because we just started. We didn't know, we were like, we can't talk about it anymore. We don't know what we're going to do. We'll have to just figure it out on the fly, because it's going to just have to develop into something. You just got to do it. Yeah. That's I how I think it we started We started noticing that, or I did, like, okay, there's like, all oh, something is a developing. I don't know. It's like a theme, a, a vibe, a whatever. So I start yeah. writing this, and, and I started realizing, I'm like, this is coming from probably at least 50% maybe like 80 90% these discussions this kind of like almost like i'm discovering the, my own world philosophy or or something like that like my my own understanding of the total of life itself in a weird way i it sounds mm. me, like too meta but you know what i'm saying like i'm like i know what i think now in a way you know i that's it's a of the that's getting too meta <laughs> understanding because every because it always comes down to that for me. You know, because I started thinking like how could I add more value to the mm-hmm. podcast? And I realized that like every some people do like lots of headlines, they say really topical, they have a lot of current events or they really deep dive into this thing or that thing or whatever. Some some are just psychology podcasts. Some are and we kind of do a little bit of all of that. And I noticed and probably anyone listening regularly has noticed that like it always whether however you like to think about evolves or devolves into, Revolves. in my mind, something <laughs> into the same thing. It's always the same thing for me. And it's actually hard to put into words, which is how come it can always go there because it's like it's never finally said. It's, it's said every podcast, but it's never fully said. And I'm like, no, there's a way to actually draw this picture fully. So the what I was writing is kind of narrative-based because I'm like, you can't just say these things. For example... Yeah, like yeah. you can't mm-hmm. you can't just say like I, this is an example I use in the writing and this is interesting to me like big time. Have you ever been to the, you've been to Arizona recently, right? Have you seen the Grand Canyon? No, I didn't, but I did go to Arizona, but I okay. didn't see the Grand
2: Canyon. Yeah, well, I well, Arizona, went to, it's, uh, Phoenix,
0: Arizona itself is actually very similar to seeing the Grand Canyon. If you've never been there, if you like come from Appalachia or Georgia or wherever you know the South, like where, where we're from, and you never been anywhere like that and then you go to Arizona you're like is this Mars like what is this place it's like it's really not different. nothing yeah. is similar there's not the trees are not the same what trees there's nothing it's just the weird like McDonald's is an adobe hut you know you're like what is this place <laughs> but when you stand it to the Grand Canyon I remember as a child at least I took these tours to like on jeeps like into like these crazy rock formations out there very dangerous I don't even I'm sure people have died on these and oh staring over the Grand Canyon, you just go, holy shit. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, what am I looking at? Oh, my God. But once you've seen it, if you try to go tell somebody about the Grand Canyon and you go, this is how I kind of wrote it down in, the, in my little writing that I was doing, I'm like, it's what you would basically are saying is, have have you seen the Grand Canyon? No, what is it? Well, it's this uh humongous hole. It's like the biggest hole in the ground that you've ever seen. And it's just really good to be there and look at this hole. It's like you can't imagine looking at the hole. You know, it's great. And you're like, what? You can never impart what it would be like to see the whole because you're like it's just a whole you know what i mean like it's so difficult to it's give like that nothing. to somebody yeah. <laughs> so there so therefore you the have words, to give yeah. them you have to give them more words you have to give them the experience somehow you have to lead them into a way of so thinking story before. yes so before you can tell someone why it's interesting that things exist at all you have to run through why that's interesting you have to bring them there like why is it interesting that something exists instead of nothing existing? Like, why would, how do you get someone to have that encounter with that fact and go, Oh my God, that's so true. That experience. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go through so many things and paint this huge picture. So I'm like, is this better as fiction? I don't know. But anyways, book, a uh, social cycle book forthcoming, forthcoming. Yeah. Stay tuned.
2: No, I mean, it needs to be fiction. It has to be fiction. I mean, that's, this is the only way to get at anything deep I feel like. And uh yeah, I've never really ri- written fiction.
0: It's hard. I've tried to. Even when I was a kid, I had my first computer in my room, like this huge desktop ridiculous taupe white thing made by Compaq. And <laughs> I don't back even when know that company. Back when, the, I don't even know if they exist anymore. I'm sure someone bought them. But back when like the internet was dial up, you know, like you, you could, you, most mm-hmm. of the time you were on the computer, you didn't have the internet. Now it's like good luck getting off the internet on a computer. Like you, when you were on Microsoft Word, you bought the program. You had the, the internet doesn't turn off now. It's yeah, like, yeah, now, it, now it's, it's like on you can't, even when you, you don't you want it to want, be on. Yeah. If you want it <laughs> off, it's too bad. Like if you yeah. want to write a Google document, Google is going to read your document. And this is my one little point about that. So, like all these like systems now, like every word processor, I started thinking. Imagine the amount, the infinite quantity, like the infinite amount of combinations of words, oh, nearly infinite. And these computer peoples, these tech freaks, are collecting unbelievable quantities of combinations of coherent words and sentences. And that is potentially one of the most powerful things that probably exists on the world. And that is oh yeah, partially a chat GPT. You know, it's some iteration. They of need that. that to make it work. Yeah. And it's, it is nuts to think about. I, and even though I'm totally unimpressed with chat GPT, the mission is terrifying, Oh, come
2: on. You know it's going to be so, so scary. I mean, I was listening to some podcasts and they were saying, well... You know, some people are worried that ChatGPT is going to make us weaker because technology. And then, you know, they had that whole stupid, like, Luddite argument. It's like, well, some people, it's going to be good if we use it for good. And, like, the other side's like, technology is bad. And then they paint those people like Luddites and, like, they're idiots. And they're like, we just need to figure out how to use it for good. And they were like, Socrates thought books were going to make us dumb. And I'm, like,
0: thinking as I'm listening to this, I'm like, (laughs) I
2: think books did make us dumb. I think he's right about that.
0: (laughs) I think... You know, <laughs> books was the TV of ancient literate people. I mean,
2: yeah, he was like where they was going to make their memories worse and stuff. And, and before I mean, that, it was story. It was now. just
0: stories anyways, you know, like yeah. they the ancient Athens, like they really at least the elite. It probably even the lower classes. understood. like that was like an art, like a skill you'd have, like be an orator or like someone who could tell a story, you know, and it was like these, that was almost like a job title, like a position. And you had that, and that was crazy that you did that. And it was like, you were connected to the gods almost, because you could tell the story of, of whatever. And it was always telling something, you know, it was always, you know, they had their own important things of the time that they were, you know, honor and, is actually yeah. sophrosone, you know, all these, like, Greek terms that we don't even have – our language doesn't even capture in a single word like they could. But, yeah, it's just – anyway, I don't know what we're talking about. Next. Interesting.
2: Yeah. No, that's interesting. Maybe we'll come back to um, – but I got to just wrap the bow on – I'm going to finish talking about this topic and like, yeah. just as it's starting. Hamas, the Hamas this, is real yeah. words just starting. I'm going to wrap the bow on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I just – I just wanted to circle back because who knows what's going on. Um, I thought, it's just so wild. See, I'm just trying to figure out what's happening. That's all, folks. If I said something crazy to you, sorry. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. And um, I saw that image with Ben Shapiro and they said, you know, it's not to bring this up again, but the dead babies, you know, like, not like this is even important. Like, does it matter if the people killed were babies or children or women? You know, it's like, obviously it's terrible. It doesn't matter. You know, it's atrocious. And, but the image wasn't real and so that's why i was like what is this and then there's been this whole debacle now there's a whole debate over whether or not the image was real and so some people are like well that was fake the the debunking of the image was actually fake and the oh, image yeah. is actually real and it was actually this other image and the people that were saying this other image is a real image that's ai generated so i was just like oh my god the layers are like
0: well as <laughs> so neo deep. and morpheus once discussed the great the great uh, heroes of our time Neo falls down, he puts his fingers in his mouth, he pulls out his hand, and there's blood, and he says, I thought it wasn't real. And then Morpheus says, Your mind makes it real.
3: Mm, it's
2: right, very similar yeah.
0: message to what the child in the uh Oracle's waiting room or whatever says, you know. With the spoon? The spoon. There yeah. you only have to realize that there is no spoon. Yeah.
2: And you see that the spoon doesn't bend; it's you
0: that bends. Yes, but the worst part. By the way, the worst part of that movie, the worst line, is when that kid says, "Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible." And I'm like, "It's not fucking impossible. I've accidentally (laughs) bent. You know how many spoons (laughs) I've accidentally bent in a a ice cream that was too hard. Like, you can bend a spoon, kid. Maybe for you with your like cancer vibe, but." Or with oh, your
2: mind, maybe it's impossible just staring at it.
0: Maybe that's what he meant.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so the Hamas thing, yeah, I mean, Israel war, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just layers of deep, deep stuff. I don't know what's going on. I um,
3: That's I'm all I wanted to it. say
2: is that I just, yeah, the layers got so deep. And then I didn't know that about Ben Shapiro or whatever. You were like, well, I'm worried. You're like... He's like deep state or deep Israel state. Like you don't like. I'm kind of surprised, Jordan Peterson. I never encountered that idea. And then as I was looking at all this, like, because I was like, what is this controversy over this image? And then someone was like, I just want to go on the record to say that I used to work with Ben Shapiro at Breitbart, and he takes orders from Israel, like Israel top officials. Like he is an operative, like in some sense. And I was and what's like, weird oh, is that there's the t- idea.
0: There's something weird about it because he wears it. Almost kind of proudly, you know what I mean. Like I almost feel like he would admit that he's like, yeah, I I talk to Mossad. I mean, he doesn't say that, but he wears the yarmulke to do the news. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's, you're you're doing this on purpose. Doesn't he like not even sleep in the same bedroom as his wife? I don't know. Like there's, he's just a weird know. guy. And then there, right after Jordan Peterson got hired on with Ben Shapiro. Jordan Peterson made this weird video where he talked about the Israelis and the Palestinian relationship. And I remember there being a lot of commentary about that. Like what the hell is this? And that basically he just had like a cringe take on it. And it, it made me wonder like why did Jordan Peterson do that? Like, it's like you're a psychologist. Like you're, is that you, all of a sudden your realm is like the geopolitical social fabric of Israel and Palestine? The East? Yeah. Very odd. I just that's thought it was weird. so strange that he even I don't have a take because I yeah. don't know about all that stuff. It's too well. I don't know either. This is
2: yeah. I was just saying that that's out there. Like that. That's not like a fringe. I I just happen to encounter no. it now that I've heard about it. I was like, oh, I guess people. Some people think that. I don't know if
0: it's true. Maybe it is. Um, and there is a trope though. Because people, like, there are tons of people that accuse. So the, the news makes this point that, like, if you say, God, what's the perfect example? Like, there's these things you can, like, criticize, basically. Like, oh, like George Soros. Like, if you're criticizing George Soros, you're basically, like, you might not know it. This is, like, the news, you know, telling you this. You might not know it, but you're, like, latching yourself to anti-Semitic. Uh, tropes and yada 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 and it's such an easy thing because like oh obviously george soros, george soros is, is like Jewish an anti-semitic jew
2: by his own definition it's on his wikipedia page he's like i was an
0: anti-semitic jew and exactly so but for some reason to like know that and to say that to like just not to say it like just to repeat it almost is like you're painted into this weird corner because there is this faction of like I, – I, there's a podcast out there. And I don't know how it still exists on the internet because I find it on Google's podcast app, which I think is going away. But I've found it on them. That's the easiest place to find it. And it's like pretty clear that this What's person does not – It's uh, I think it's it's called Our Interesting Times. And there's this guy, Tim Kelly or something. And this other guy – that the guy that wrote Caesar's Messiah, I've talked about him before. It's the weirdest p- matchup because Tim Kelly is like a pretty hardcore, al- almost as hardcore of a Catholic as you can be. He yeah. interviews people like E. Michael Jones, who's kind of radical Catholic. I don't know. And I don't know then he, the podcast's co host, is this guy that wrote Caesar's Messiah, who ba- like literally the whole premise of his opus is, uh, Jesus did like maybe didn't exist. And it was just about the whole story is about Caesar. And so it's weird that these guys have a podcast together, but they're always, it's kind of like clear if you listen to enough of them that it's like, I think you guys don't like the Jews. Like I think you think Jews are bad and they run the world. Mm. And so a lot of people, I don't know where that current is. You can find it. You could come across it and I don't know where it is like what that's full, the rule, the breadth of that stream is exactly on the underground. I don't know. I don't, I did like not want to be guys. undercurrent maybe, but it's out there. And so I, there's another guy out there. I'm going to call him out his name. And he's a little more popular. I think his name is Pete Quinonez. And he strikes me. He, I, over time he has changed. And there's another guy. I can't remember his name. Same thing. Like back in the day, I've been listening to podcasts for a long time and they've all become like, ant. I don't want to, I'm oversimplifying it by saying this, there is something really interesting in some of, some of the stuff they say, it will make you think, and you're like, what does this mean? But it seems like the conclusion they basically come to is like Jews bad. And I don't, Know why these guys have gone like where well, they found this current, but it is so yeah. pervasive. It really is pervasive, and That's I'm not making it. And, and and Alex Jones, by the way, is con- like people comment on him like this. These people find they're in that like alt community, and so the critiques of like a lot of people by this group is always like, "Oh, Alex Jones is a Zionist because he never criticizes Israel." Oh, this person's a Zionist because they won't say that Israel's bad, and and that it's crazy and, or maybe true. I don't know, but I do notice other people. This has brought it out. So there is this lady that I follow on Facebook This is the last thing I'll say about it. And she's like, I always thought, I think I ran into her when I was really heavy into like the libertarian community, like on an official capacity. And that's kind of what I thought she was maybe a little Republican, you know, right libertarian or something. And now this Israel stuff happens. And it's like, She's 100% pro-Israel. She's got the Israel flag on her thing. And so there is something. So these people that are maybe crazy and criticizing people for being like Zionists are crazy. But there's also a craziness in some people that are like feverish, like feverishly are like no matter what. It's like Israel 100% all the time. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing both of those extremes. Plainly. So, plainly. yeah, I wanted to go back to
2: the Ben Shapiro thing because that's what I saw so two things. One, Ben Shapiro put out this video that I watched, which was like because I was trying to dig into this thing that he made. And he puts this video together about he's like, People, they're, the media is lying to you or something about the history of Israel. And then he goes through the history of Israel and it's all like old history. Like, so he makes this whole video about like how- Yeah, literally. He's like, so this is like how Israel was like formed. And he's like, it's like times BCE. Like, and then the video ends. It only goes up to like 636, like after AC, I guess. And then the video just ends. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, that's not a sufficient history. I'm like, the United States wasn't even a thing back then. Like 600. 1776 okay like the colonies like what are we talking about like i mean should we think that like america's not a country because like america didn't exist back then it just doesn't because make any sense. so anyway well hold on Right, it doesn't point, have the same though.
0: fervor for like native americans like it's the same exactly. v- it's the same conceptual argument basically
2: yeah and so and that's the other thing that i saw which was this video of this and we could play it, honestly. It's a clip. It's a long, it's kind of a long clip. But it's this older man. He's a Holocaust or survivor. I think his parents were killed in the Holocaust. And uh, he was like, he talks about the establishment of Israel as a state. And he was like around for it. And he was like, you know, I I saw what happened in the Holocaust and whatnot. And all the things that were terrible. And he was like, and I was in support of a country for israel but he was like but in order to establish the country of israel he was like we had to commit so many atrocities that i just couldn't stomach it anymore he was like it was not a good situation he was like we had to go into a territory and take people out of their homes mm-hmm. and like it was terrible he was like we went into palestine and we just stripped these people of their land and he was like and the irony of it was that we were committing the same act of atrocity that we ourselves had suffered, you know? And it was like, he's like, I just, this was not the path forward to him. And he was like, and I would urge people to really look up. And he was like, and it's interesting because this is called like the, the knock or whatever in Arabic, which means like, I think it means like terrible event or something or whatever. It, it like means something. And this is like the when they, they established the country of Israel, like these big it's literally like colonization times, like when the people like got together, you know, and they were like, we're going to draw lines on the map and this is going to be a new country. And like, fuck all the people who live there, like they're going to move, you know, like that's kind of how it was, is that he the point that he was making this Jewish guy. And he was like, and it was just it was terrible. And it was it was brutal. And uh
3: yeah, and so ben,
2: ben Shapiro didn't play this video, did he? This no. is something else you saw. Okay. No, so this is like another guy. So this is what I'm saying is like Ben Shapiro doesn't address this at all, which is like the right. Nakba, which is like this thing and he's like the Jewish guy makes this point. He's like in lo- in law in Israel it's illegal to deny the Holocaust. Like you can't deny the Holocaust. But he's like but no one will talk about the Nakbar. He's like they don't even acknowledge it. Like Israel doesn't even acknowledge the Nakbar. Which was the yeah. well, like removal of all these Palestinian people from their land, like where they were living, and it's like you could say it's not their land, but he's like, but they were living there, and like, right. it's just ridiculous. So,
0: and the state of Israel was created by this, uh, literally overnight by the stroke of a pen, which is right uh, weird because it it actually does follow like a biblical prophecy, which is that it mm. would be like that. I think they say like oh, in in the next day or something. Like it's, there's some word, there's some phraseology that makes it sound like this will happen. At one time, like immediate, like it will, it won't be. And then it, it will be. And that is how they did it. And I don't know if that's like prophecy coming true or if it's like following this kind of rule book kind of thing, you know, like kind of manifesting make it happen. Yeah. what's happening, which doesn't have to be like a cult either. It could just be like, well, we just believe this is going to happen. Let's make it happen. And we have the power to do it. I don't know but uh, there's also i've heard i don't know if this is true this is another this is one of those things where, like you'll hear this on the anti-jew podcasts but you won't hear it anywhere else which is why i listen to those things not so that i can become indoctrinated but so that i can hear both sides i find it this whole idea that we should like censor like the fact that we're talking about censorship culturally on a an, oh on any scale whatsoever so is terrible. absolutely the worst thing that could possibly be happening because have Well, how do you I de-radicalize mean, radicalize
2: radicals? If we're supposed to just cordon these people off and not talk to them, how do they get
0: de-radicalized? They only get more radical if you don't talk that, to them. Okay, That's, that's the how problem. you know, and they know that so you know, that whoever's the censorship sh- 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 censorship <laughs> censorship people they're, uh, they know that because they're psycho- psychological experts and they have consultants I mean, we know how people work, so I think a lot of that I mentioned to a friend of mine recently about one of those guys, Pete Canionias, who who's like kind of gone like crazy in my opinion and are just totally different than he used to be. Hmm. And uh, I asked this person, who I'll keep nameless cuz they have a little bit of a name for themselves. And I said, "Okay, so uh they knew who he was too. They've interviewed him on their show." I hmm. said, "So uh I said, "Oh, so Pete Canionias is um like a full full fledged racist now. Like, is that his his vibe? Because he it's not just <laughs> it's not just it Jews. He's just gone. Like that's just. I listened to one podcast. I'm like, okay, this is like this is pretty crazy. Like this is thinly veiled extremism or something. You know, radical vibes. Mm. And uh, she said, I don't know, but I have my suspicions about him. And I said, What do you mean? Like he's a Fed. And uh, mm. basically, she was like, Yeah. That's kind of what I think. So that's an interesting take for someone that's had plenty of encounters with them. That like, yes, yeah, something happened and I don't know. I don't get it. But it's like not out of the question that this kind of talk and this kind of whatever is uh, is a little bit on purpose because it's so odd. Yes. Especially well, when you watch the evolution of it. You're like, so you you like captured, you were like a honeypot for this type of person, these like libertarians because that's what he did, like made a name for himself as libertarian. And a lot of these yeah, guys yeah. did that. They were, like, became very libertarian. And then they kind of went, oh, wait a minute. Now we're going to be uh, disillusioned with libertarianism, all this capitalist bullshit. It's too much. It doesn't work. We've actually now seen what happens with this full free libertarian vibe. It becomes like globalist fascism or something. So sure. we don't Discredit need that anymore. Yeah, It's a weird vibe that's happening. And, and I don't know why... Honestly, I just don't know why. I know what they say, like the arguments, but I just don't get why we care that much. Well, so this is another interesting
2: fact, and I don't know, I haven't verified this, but if it's true, it's really stunning. But there was an a image and it said, all of Biden's top 10 officials are Jewish. Oh, and there's it was tons like, of Jewish people in his It was cabinet, like the Secretary yeah. of State, the Secretary of Defense, like all these people. And I was just like, Wow, like
0: that's a lot of for people. the party of diversity.
2: Yeah. That was like we're hiring this really diverse cabinet. It's just really shocking
0: that like this everyone is the, was Jewish. Well, you're you're bumping up against the radical. So this is one of their those like anti-Jew people's kind of arguments. Is it's like it's very very. This is very interesting because the Jew thing gets a lot of crazy eyes when you start talking about it. Not as crazy eyes as when you talk about it with other groups. Because, but what it is, is the same thing we see with like, we just talked about this, like w- zero white people were hired in these like couple years and like all these like black, brown, different races were all hired after George Floyd. And it was like quite obvious and admitted that basically like, yeah, we went out, we saw that George Floyd thing. We saw it was bad for business. We went out and hired a bunch of blacks so we could like be cool then like they almost right. literally did said that and did that and it was like okay oh, yeah
2: they literally did that yeah 95% so, or 94% of new hires were black and brown
0: people non-white people. here's this might actually be the difference they admitted it and they said why they were doing it now here's the thing with the jews okay it's weird i'm not going to lie there's something weird about it what's weird about it they're super super overrepresented in places Of power often. Hollywood, lots of Jews. Okay, there are good stories as to why that happened that aren't conspiratorial. They make sense, you know? Sure. There's a lot of Jews. Why are there a
2: lot of white people in power? You know? At the
0: head of, well, that makes sense because there's a lot of white people here. You know, you would think 13% of our officials would be black.
2: Oh, sure. I mean, like, but you could just think historically, too. Like, white people are a minority in the world, but yet they conquered a lot of the... You know, so, like, there's stories there that could explain that. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Now, there's also a lot of Jewish bankers. That's a trope. If if you say Jewish bankers, like I'm saying that, this podcast gets flagged. I'm pretty sure. Beep. Beep. You can't (laughs) say Jewish bankers. The stream has been cut. Sorry. Then you look into politics. You go, boy, there's a lot of Jews in politics. And is it a lot? I mean... Yeah, why is it a lot? Because they're a f- super tiny minority of people. Are there a lot of poor Jews in like urban areas of New York? Yeah. Are there different kinds of Jews? Yeah, there's like sure. Hasidic yes, Jews and stuff up there. Than just the it's Jews way- run the world or the Jews are in power. Yeah. So there's a lot of conspiracy type guys that actually are not anti-Jew, but know but notice that, and they have different opinions, better opinions, I think. They're like, yeah. There's something with the Jews. I don't know what that's about, but I'll also tell you as some, and these are often people that are from New York or from places that have a lot, there's not a ton of Jews down here where I'm from, but other places it's like a lot, a lot, you know, and they, they're like, look, I know like hundreds of Jews and like half of them are worse off than I am and I'm bad off. So this whole, it's the Jews thing doesn't really make any sense. Well, but, I also but, saw this
2: but, thing, too. This is kind of like an interesting tidbit. Someone made this argument where they were like, you know, in Israel, like it's a very pro-Jews country. Like the Jews run the country right. and they're uh, like. Duh. They're all, all Jews. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we support the Jews. Whereas like in America, it's, like we're mostly white, but we're not run by white people saying like, yeah, white people, like we're advocating or, yeah. for the majority. If anything, we have leaders going up and saying white people are the problem. And I mean, if you saw that in Israel, like it would be crazy. I mean, what would that be? Like you, a Jewish person gets up in Israel and is like, Jews are the problem. And it's like y- they it's would be so... like
0: they would all say you work for Hamas off with your head.
2: Right. And it's so interesting because that like reveals something about like you're really not allowed to say anything controversial about the Jews. It's like th- that really is a taboo subject is like to
0: say, you can't an- talk about the, the, anti- you can't talk Israel. about the Jew, the Jew world order.
2: That's right. A, it's like, it's trope. seen yeah. as like anti-Semitic, like any criticism of the Jews, whereas like, We don't feel that way about, like, white people in America, like, but we understand that, like, we have a country and there are problems with race relations or what, you know, just people, you know, and there's probably
0: problems over there, too, in the same way. But it's, like, just interesting. There's also probably – I'm not saying that it's wrong either. No. No. There's Jews over there, too, that, that know, you know, they're like, I don't know, like, there's been a lot of talk about, well, like, like even from the Jews video. being like, let's not overreact here, you know, like, okay, because we talked about the types of overreactions that people are talking about, and it's basically genocide, which is crazy. so That's crazy. The fact the fact that the only yeah. solution we can come up with is murder, you know, millions of people, like, like, Hamas is a problem. It's all these Muslims and Palestinians. And for them it's to not be a problem, we could it's just problem, kill them yeah. all, and then the, then we won't have the problem. Well, and it's like that's crazy. So why are we it's crazy? Yeah, it makes it it makes it all. Se- I'm not claiming false flag here. I'm just saying it makes it seem like a false flag. And I don't think in that part of the world with that kind of dynamic, you need to have false flags. You just they do it here all the time. They rat the, F- the FBI, CIA. They radicalize different groups, and. Uh, yeah, then well, the they, other make thing them, too, they get them to do stuff, you know, they provide yeah. them with intel and information and help to orchestrate things. And then they go, yeah, you guys go ahead and pull it off. The Gretchen Whitmer case, perfect example. Right. 13 right, right. of the 16 people involved in that were fucking FBI agents. So like yes, they can yes. do that. A false flag can be real is what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Well, so the anti semitic thing, just so I CYA, because that was a radical claim to be like, we can't talk anything yeah, yeah, about, yeah. bad about the Jews. That's something the Jewish guy said, actually. Like, the Holocaust survivor who was, like, talking about the knock bar, and he was like, we have to acknowledge that, like, this happened, and it happened at Israel's hands. And, like, this is the context of the Israel state. And he's like, so obviously there's a lot of tension over this. And those people think, like, they're reclaiming their homeland,
0: just like the Jews think they're reclaiming their homeland. Um, and so – and it's an, it deserves a conversation for sure. It's of like course. it's like yeah. it's the same reason why when black people are like obsessed with black history month and black power and down with whatever structure oh that's holding them back, you don't just go shut up black person because it's like no there's a you realize there's you can almost understand as a white person you uh, I can, totally understand how you could come to that understanding i mean if i were black with the, the types of views that i espouse a lot of times i would probably fall victim to that kind of thinking given ju- the right circumstances of my birth or whatever you know what i mean you get it so and it's right, like but so there's you there's something there that could yeah, be yeah well he was saying too like
2: the you the point that he made which is similar to what i just said is like well he said you can go you know we see these american students you know being, you know, putting up protests or whatever in China, and we like we call those people like liberators, social justice warriors, and like all these positive things. And he's like, but a Palestinian kid throws rocks or you know th- throws a protest at Israel, and we call those people terrorists. You know, it's like right. it's just a totally different portrayal. And he's like, it's not, you know, he's like Israel is not without its criticism. He's like it's not, you know, perfect. Like obviously, and so I think that's the. The only thing, and I think you have to like, the implicit is like, and I think people are like, well, you're not condemning Hamas, so you're bad. It's like, well, I feel like the implicit assumption is like, that was a horrible thing that happened. Killing should be, you know, stop, you know, we don't need violence. That's terrible and an atrocity. And I feel like, but now the question is like, really, what's the end game here? And I think that that's the thing that worries everyone is like, what's success look like for Israel? Like, When is this over for Israel? You know, like, so is it just that you read, you know, defend your border, reestablish your border? Or is it that Gaza has gone? And I feel like they're saying, well, it's just redefending the border. But some of it skirts
0: on. Well, Gaza's got to go, you know, that's what it sounds like. It's like we can be done with this whole Israeli-Palestinian conflict once we kill all the Palestinians or like once they I don't like what like once they what go where you tell them to go and never come back again. Like, I don't understand But we're not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. We're also not there, yeah. We have no idea. And that's what I think the only stance, like, this is where I think I mentioned this last time, like, the principled stance here, and I wanted to play a clip, but I couldn't find it last time, and I'm not going to be able to find it this time, but it was early on in a podcast I listened to with Sam Tripoli and Brian Callen, where they get into this, and of course, Brian Callen, as always, takes the worst take ever position, and then (laughs) Sam Tripoli has the, you know, I'm a crazy illiterate person uh, position, but he's like, his girlfriend's a Jew, his kids with her. You know what I mean? Like he's he gets both sides, but he's like his kind of uh final say on it is like, look, and I agree, I think. It's weird that I'm saying I agree with this crazy person, but let me agree <laughs> that I he 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 you know, shouts in his crazy manner I'm anti war. Okay. Like exactly. I'm anti war. I don't I don't want more war. I don't know what you gotta do. Ultimately, whatever whatever the fuck it is i can on uh with clean conscience stand in a place of of just going i'm not i'm just not for war that's what i'm not for and if this is war then i'm not for it i don't know that was the most intelligent
2: thing i heard someone make the point they were like you can say that like we can acknowledge that it was a terrible thing that happened to the israeli people who were slaughtered or whatever in that attack but we can also say that it's a terrible thing that Israeli people are going to go in and slaughter a bunch of Palestinian civilians and Palestinian people. And it's like, is that the solution? Like, is that going to stop the violence? Is that going to make it okay? You know, is that going to make it right? Like, it's just more violence. And I know that that sounds terrible to like, you know, not allow the Jewish people to go in and like enact revenge on these, these people who came in and killed their people. But it's like, I don't know, like, this is the This is war. I mean, I just saw like the constant, the age old tale of like something bad happens and then enacting revenge and the endless cycle of revenge on revenge. You know, it's just like getting back at those people for the thing they did to you. And yeah, I just don't know where it ends. I mean, it's just it's like the knock bar. I mean, it's like Israel was rooted out of their home and then they took someone else's home. And now this is like we're here again because they want their home back. You know, it's just like, oh, my
0: God. Yeah. And here's the. The point of my writing, one of the grand things that will come out, because this is what I always come back to, is that we live in a weird place where you, me, everybody, anyone listening, you're an individual person. You're, a, by the way, individual, a word that didn't actually really exist in like ancient uh, Greece, by the way. Like mm. I did this philosophy class. Where, the Greek professor, and we've talked a lot about the Greek philosophy. We had to learn all these Greek terms and words. And he was like, very hard to understand guy, but really smart, little radical left, but whatever. And he was like, by it was very much like a, by the way, there was no individual. Like that wasn't really much of a concept for the Greeks.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
0: But because their words mattered a lot. So there's words that are like it, but they didn't, it wasn't like what we say when we're like individual, like you, sure, you anyway. Yeah. So we all have that. We are all that. And as Westerners, we know that to our core, you know, and all of our stories are individuals, you know, like heroes and this and that and all the rest, you know, he- the hero's journey and all the different, even the individuals within that, it's all like little pieces. But at the same time, we all die like that's the guaranteed thing like you are born to die basically that you're never going to escape that it's, it's like the only guarantee line. in life it's a line for a ro- for a ride you can't get out of no matter how scary it is once you get to the top to ready to board you know you're going to die and that and we don't know what happens afterwards and it's terrifying and it's bizarre it's perplexing you go without with assuming there's nothing after this assuming that this thing we're doing is the kind of pinnacle most important thing it's what we have it's all we know is that we're alive now and we die someday and imagine for a moment that whatever you're gay you're gay i'm and i excuse me i'm mr a (laughs) and i have no luck in the childbearing department and let's assume that things just unfold that way until my death i die tomorrow or i died yesterday as they would say in the insurance industry it's like what's the point why was why am i here and so you are left with maybe some kind of important thing about the collective and about what we do here on um, you know a mass and I think, if it's always going to be that this like dichotomy between you the, ind- the individual person your experience and the whole, then, uh, as Alan Watts says, it's time to wake up. You know, it, you we're living in a world of illusion. What and is we're per- reality, and we're pretending that that what I just said, all that kind of understanding of the reality of our existence, actually isn't how it is. But that is how it is. It could, be, it could be any number of ways, but ultimately we're here, it's confusing, and we die. And it's difficult to know what we're supposed to be doing, what's important. But we shouldn't be murdering each other. We shouldn't be killing each other. And it's not some globalist, happy-go-lucky, whatever. I, don't, I think there's room for the pagans and the Christians. I think there's room for the Jews and the Muslims. I don't know what it all has to look like. I don't know. But I know that it's a wild, wild world. And I know also that we don't know, by the way, what it's like ultimately in the world. So we've talked about those cobalt mines, by the way. Dude, I'm going to send you a podcast of this lady who tells a story of uh, of like sex trafficking stuff. And she, basically the, the most crazy thing she said was like, I ended up on accident on a vacation type thing in like this jungle in some Place in like a canoe with my daughter all dressed in pink, and there was this other lady like in her little dinghy boat, and she's from the jungle, you know, and she points at me. I think she's like in the Congo or something. She said this like this black, like jungle person. I don't know. Again, I'm not like being disparaging. I'm just like saying like this is like get the picture in your head. Points from her boat to the the white lady's boat at her daughter. All dressed in pink, you know, and her little pigtails, and and points at the daughter, and then she, in her own boat, is her little daughter, and she points at her daughter, and then she points back at the lady again and says, "You take one thousand dollars, you take," and points back to her daughter. She's trying to sell her daughter to the white lady for a thousand bucks. Oh my god! And she's like, "Imagine what the fuck is going on." And it's this idea that there's an idea that emerges that is when people do bad things, really, really bad things, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, they're not doing a bad thing because they are bad, necessarily. Mm -hmm. That lady doesn't Mm -hmm. want to sell her baby. She's in a particular situation. how did she get there? Yeah. Right. She's in a situation that you don't know anything about. You couldn't possibly understand because... She maybe needs $1,000 so the rest of her children and her and herself and her husband or whatever can survive for the next year or so they can get the fuck out of this miserable place where they are. And I'll also say there's no part of what emerges for me is that why would that place be so miserable? How does that really happen? Why is it so fucking good here? And one of the things that that lady did when she got home, and I think this is interesting, I'm like telling you the whole podcast, but she gets home, she walks in her front door, her and her husband look at each other, and she goes, you thinking what I'm thinking? And he goes, yeah. And they said they got a big fucking truck and loaded most of their shit into it and said, get this shit out of my fucking life. Because they were like, this is disturbing. And it's possible this is why it's Hmm. like that there. you know? So because then you take that and you go, that might be how sex – Right, that yeah. maybe so. She's she's going. Please, lady with a daughter, take my daughter because if you don't, then when the pimp people come, I'm gonna have to sell my daughter to them for five hundred dollars. You know, and it's like they don't steal these kids. Taken
2: care of with them, and right, you're a mother who has a daughter. Yeah,
0: right. So there's God. so now you think you take that to what we do know about because we don't know about that place wherever the fuck that is, but we do know about. Elon Musk's co- cobalt mine things, all these things around the world. But we we care a lot. We're making a difference. Co- cobalt, red. Mm. Come on. So that's the maybe that's why people are do, selling their children for a thousand dollars because you got to have a fucking new iPhone every goddamn ten fucking minutes. Yeah. And that well, the that life was... that we've built for ourselves is creating half of the problems in the world. I don't know. I'm just throwing an idea out there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes,
2: no, this is it's interesting because I've seen these arguments on line by like really intellectual people who are like Israel is a country of human rights, and like Gaza sucks, and like democracy they are terrible, and like, look, does anyone want to go to Gaza like if you visited the middle- middle East, would you go to Gaza or would you go to israel? And it's like, everybody chooses Israel. So you see, it's like, oh, see, Gaza's so bad. Like, they're not a good people. Like, they're not a good country. Like, the people, and maybe it's like, maybe they, you know, some of the arguments are like, all the Palestine sucks. So some of the arguments are like, well, see, Hamas isn't good at running Gaza or whatever. But I guess my question is like, well, why is it like that, though? Like, a lot of places that are like that, I always think it's like, partly they're like that because, like, we are meddling in their affairs. Like, they can't get a solid foot under them because we keep messing things up. I mean, it's like what happened in Cuba and it's what happened in like a lot of South American countries like that don't have their feet under them because we literally like prop up like puppet governments and like support these dictatorial regimes when they're convenient for us,
0: even though they have these terrible lasting effects on the communities there. Well, I think Israel created Hamas, didn't they? Ultimate, like originally, they like did they did. I mean, I can play a clip. I have a clip on my on my thing. I, I think, think there I, was
2: some funding, but I don't know. I don't. I really don't know.
0: Yeah. And but. where did the weapons come from? I mean, if you you start drawing lines, I mean, this thing gets out of control quick. But uh, it gets let me, out of I, control. Yeah. I might have found this clip of this hot take. If it's not, we'll just take it out. I think I found the spot where he he talks about it. It's hard to find, but I'm just gonna play it through here because I can't get it on the computer. But this usually works actually. Sounds fine.
1: Who I'm snitching out who gave me all that? I mean, it just works so perfectly, yes, and let's Brian. Get back to the so a- perfectly. Yes. Bad guys, bad, good guys, good, Brian. It's unbelievable at 56 years old where you think everything is black and white. No, I don't. And, no, I don't you actually. do, Brian. Because no, right okay. now, you think the bad guys are the it's bad done. guys yes. and the good guys yes. Yes, yes. are the good guys.
3: So here's what I I mean, mean, okay, so yeah, so yeah, I'm going to make a, a lot lot of show left. Can yes. we just be. I know. Let, make, one Let me make. Let a statement. I think. I right, don't want to make too. a statement I'll see i want you to react i think it's responsible this, response this, event to this is has true. nothing to do good with the guys, israeli good bad guys back okay i have, i am going to make a statement i want you to react this has nothing to do with the israeli palestinian conflict Oh, nothing. that's a separate issue so that's a real issue and you can, you can have your sympathy for the Palestinians, 100%. And you don't? The, you don't have I, any sympathy for the Palestinians? Of course I do. No yeah, no, no, anybody, I, do. I was in the West Bank. Like, there's no other group that anybody I do. I was in the West Bank. I grew up in the Middle East. I lived there for eight years of my life. I have some sympathy, believe me. Um, I, I grew up with Palestinians, right. so I have, right. I have I have sympathy. Um, so so But I, what I want to say is this. I'm going to make a statement. There is the Israeli-Palestinian... Conflict, right, and that has been a tragedy, right. And right. I don't know the solution to that, right. I don't, I, I, and oh, by the way, the people in Gaza have suffered a great deal as well. Thank
1: you. There's been blockades
3: and things like that. Yes, on, I agree. And there are a lot of people that have on the left in Israel, uh, a lot of people in Israel in general, a lot of people in America yeah. who have I, I don't think for that Israelis themselves. are the bad people. No no, 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 hold on, hold on. But I would say this: I think that sometimes in life, and this is one of the examples, um, when a group of people. And they call themselves Hamas. Come over a border and kill a bunch of civilians and take a bunch of yeah, hostages, right, women and children. Right. I think you lose, I think that has very different. I don't even start talking about the Israeli Palestinian comes. I go, I go like this. I go, you lose all your credibility. That was evil. Okay. And that has to be dealt with. All right. That's what I have to say. What do all right, you think of Brian. that? What do you think of that? Well, Brian, what, I, what, I, what I'm saying
1: is that this conflict didn't start on Saturday. This has 100 years
3: and, we, and 70 years, yeah.
1: A lot of time, a lot of time, Brian, and I'm sure before that 70 years, there was a lot of conflict before that as well. So that's what I got to say. And and as I do not want any death whether it's Jewish blood or or Palestinian blood, okay? But there was a lot done on
3: October 7th, so what do you have to but, say about but, that? But,
1: but, but, Brian, what I have to say is that it didn't start on October 7th, and it's been going on for a long time, and we have people taking, just kicking people out of their ha- houses, we have soldiers shooting children dead, and we have people in jail, and it's just, it's not just like October 7th started this. I understand what okay? you're saying. So this I, I, is a you're, long you're thing a, going on. So of to, of to sit there and act really? like, the, and we have people coming yeah. in and be like this started on this day and you have people who always and, and condone what hamas has done i also don't go like that was just completely
3: unprovoked right, so what would you do i'd law, law, law but what would you do in this what is israel supposed to do like what would you tell israel if you were in the knesset right now like I'm just putting you on the spot. I don't know, it's Brian, because
1: question. it goes much deeper than October seventh. This is a systemic problem between these two people, in which one group has no money, no power, no guns, no nothing, and they have nothing. The average person in 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 the average Palestinian has no power. Has none. I know. And we're making them the aggressors when we have a small group of people who if I've studied history. Of of war, that 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 the powers that be fund both sides, and well, they agitate. So you know, Tim- so Hamas throws rockets into Israel, and what happens after that? All of hell
3: comes raining down on them. They don't. There's no there's no plus side to this. I would say that Hamas. They, they there's there's a lot of aid that boy in Gaza. The thing is this. But then take women and sh ch- up. Don't that you, this is a don't, long yeah. way. And that the Palestinians...
0: Fuck. Anyways, I've I, I missed it. But one of, he makes the point, but he makes it better in a minute. I, maybe it was before that. But basically, this is like one of the... He says it so much. He, he has genius sparks from time to time. But he says, this is one of like the only cases, he, which he briefly mentioned, where the people who like it sucks for the most, over, like because like you just said, like, Israel's over there doing like, yeah, Israel's like doing whatever democracy and modernity and whatever else. He's like, but this is one of those cases where like the the you might think of it as like the oppressed, like the impoverished, the right. It's literally people without the world's
2: largest open air prison.
0: Right, they're the ones in this case where we can all collectively demonize them. Yeah. anyways you know it's where weird. you can't do that any in any other case you know George floyd doesn't happen police violence brutality doesn't happen and then we go these these freaking blacks you know you that's not that you would just that never happens but in this case it happens and he also I wanted him to say yeah. it because he says that with his kind of anti-war thing and it, maybe I'll try to find it put it in there but and I'm just repeating it now but it's like w- once you kind of get to any a nuance you it's like i think we've already said no like it's it becomes where you're like i don't we like they're saying like everyone is saying i don't know we don't know nobody fucking knows it's
2: complicated it's a terrible situation and it's been going on for a long time that's the biggest point to me it's like
0: he said seventy years but it's like I think I like we mean this. more like 4,000 years, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm about 70 years. It depends on who you ask how long that's yeah. been going on. I mean, the, the whole Old Testament is literally once the Jews are in Egypt and they leave with Moses, it's like the whole story is when are we going to get our land? Yeah, Where is the promised crazy. land? And they... Yeah and they wander around in the desert for 40 years and they're like it's right over there the promised land right over there so for for that group of people that's their story and it can you, can that story when given the context of history just like with the native americans maybe that's not as far back but it's like even that history it's like well what do you do Europe, Europeans yes, yes. and white pe- culture, like they, that's a story too. It's a different story. And these stories collide at some point, but they don't meld together. There's a meta narrative that arises where you can look at both sides. But then once you are looking at it, you, you have to ask the question, like, are you, what are we asking? Like, what should have happened at some other point in history? I mean, what, at some point, it seems to me that. Like, we can maybe look at the individual situation, like a a case, like a two-human kind of conflict. You you enter into disagreements, conflicts with people that almost cannot be resolved, especially once you've, like, exchanged words or shoved and pushed back or whatever and, you know witnesses on both sides, you know, will go well, that guy was talking shit well, this guy hit, well, you know, like him Well, it's like the straw first, that it's broke like...
2: the camel's back, I mean, it's just like Ukraine, I don't understand, it's like people cherry pick this one incident, and they're like this is yeah. the whole thing that, you know, it's like they did this whole unprovoked, totally out of the blue thing and it's like, no it wasn't, like this is this is a conflict that's kind of been going on forever, and the same thing with the Russia border it was like they were expanding the border for years and years and years, so it's not like one day they woke up and it was like oh my god, Russians, troops just walking over the border. It's crazy. You know, it's like, no, and it wasn't like guys, that at
0: all. If those two people, the individuals I'm talking about are ever to get along, what, that in, what does that ultimately look like? You know, best case scenario, best case scenario, the guys walk away, they cool down, they come back and they go, they both say, this is hard to imagine men doing maybe, maybe a little easier now in today's day, but they both go, some version of, sorry about that. You know, I got a little heated, you know, you shouldn't have touched got a me. carried away. Exactly. Yeah. You, you shouldn't, you shouldn't touch me. And then the other guy goes, well, that's true. I, uh, You shouldn't have said that thing about my wife or whatever, you know, <laughs> my and wife. they go, can we like chill and shake on it and be done with this? And that's not necessarily the equivalent of like going into the past and somehow, trying to figure out how to rectify how history unfolded at some point you can't do that it's literally a forward looking like that's that this is this we'll try to figure out what to do now and i can see how that can be gamed you know like if you're really powerful and have lots of resources you can go smash somebody's thing and go oh sorry about that can we just forgive each other and move on and you go and you look at it and, and that's where the nuance comes in and you go, well, you've got a leg up now, you know, that's negotiation, you know, uh, well, you blew my house over. So what are you gonna do about that? Like, I, I'll, I'll stop fighting you, but like, I'm, I'm bad off now. Like, what, what are we going to do? And I don't yeah. think it's cl- yeah. clear though, that in that situation, the answer is not, uh, but again, back between two individuals, let's, punch each other in the face until one of us is dead or knocked out cold or one of us is in jail and one of us has done something really wrong. It's not that, which is the equivalent of what we're talking about in the Middle East. Well, let's just shoot bombs and guns at each other until enough people die that we stop doing it. It's like that isn't the solution. There's right. it that's becomes obviously, so horrible
2: that it's just untenable for anyone to continue. It's, yeah, it's just
0: clear. Yeah. It's so clear. that and, and that's bonkers that we have people... Like I said last time, all these people in our government that are, like, literally saying let's kill them all, um, they should – I cannot believe they have not been no, literally thrown okay. out of the, the building. Yes. Like, no, that's the, the
2: unfair building. part of it to me. It's like I understand that I don't really know what's going on. Like I'm not over there. I'm just trying to figure it out. Like I said, I'm just trying to read things. I'm trying to, you know, figure it out. What's happening? And uh, – But my stance is because I don't know, I'm like on the side of like, well, let's hear both sides out and let's try to reduce the conflict and the violence as much as possible and minimize the human suffering, the unnecessary death and suffering of people. But that's, this is what I find unfair about is people who are in the same position as me. It really irritates me who are like, I'm like, you're not over there either, but yet you're over here, like kill all those people. And it's like, what? Like, you don't know, like you don't understand what's going on. I can say I don't understand, but I don't I use my non-understand, non-understanding as a premise to like justify why a group of people far and away should be waged war with and obliterated off the map. It's just like, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah. for And, and for another, which, uh, this is the last thing I'll say on this, then we can talk about something else. But it could be, I, I mean, it could be thought about this way. We want to blow those others up for a group of people's basically nationalism. Now, like, so what's best for those, that little country over there for those people? And what I think is mm. get the, what's the Bible quote? Get the plank out of your own eye before you try to get a splinter out of your brother's eye. Like yeah. we, what are we going to do? We're going to send money. We're going to send, bo- every, it's going to equate to money somehow. Literally, like we can't do that. If we do that, that's bad because we are. That's them. We get it. You. It's good to help people. Whatever. Whoever you want to help. Whatever. Doesn't matter. You know. What I'm saying is, we're thirty gajillion trillion dollars in debt. We have no money. We struggle every couple years to keep the government quote unquote ammo guns are gone from the Ukraine conflict. And everything costs a million dollars. We human beings in this country, Americans, cannot buy houses. They can hardly buy groceries. They're starting. Yes. People are starting to have good-paying jobs, as they say, while well, even though they should be well-paying jobs, but they're not. They're just good, quote uh, comma paying jobs. And they need government assistance to buy food because, like, because literally, you almost need it. It's so expensive yeah. to get to, to even survive right now. Yeah. And it's obviously a byproduct of this crazy crazy stuff that we're doing and at some point i think you do the nationalist thing of to some i mean not like a just literally just basic nationalism like hey uh this is america and it's crumbling uh we can't even we can't even have like political conversations right now not even a little bit and all you people can do is discuss wars and rumors of wars endlessly for the past 10 years now and actually, since I've been alive, so for the past 32 years, we've been just right, doing right. this crazy stuff. It's like, you we have just got to stop. Like, what would Germany do? What would it name other country yes. that gives a shit about itself? La France, anybody, they're going to be like, hey- that is a problem for you but right now we need to be French you know like that we no one gives a shit well, when and that happens. Well why this
2: war? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah it's like why this conflict? Why this humanitarian crisis? There are humanitarian speak- unspeakable atrocities happening all over the world. unspeakable. The
0: unspeakable. There's a lady trying to sell her fucking baby in the Congo To anybody, including sex traffickers. So give me a fucking break. You give a shit about people and people's lives and comfort and all that stuff. It's bullshit. It's strategic. It's political. It's globalist. I don't know what, but it's a problem. And we need to just stop and no war. No war. And I'm
2: not saying that it's that means it doesn't matter, but it's like it's just we like what's the principle that we're going to use to like figure out which ones to act in or whatnot. And I feel like the principle that we seem to be using is like. Well, the ones that well, it affects us, you know, like we're only really concerned about the ones that like, you know, well when it's Russia, our like biggest, you know, competitor or enemy on the global state, well then we'll get involved, you know? Or when it's Israel because we have this strategic alliance with them and we're really concerned about the Middle East, like well then we'll get involved.
0: You know, and it's like like? what should the US be more concerned about? Should it be more concerned about a group in the Middle East did a terrorism at another group in the Middle East? Or that quadrillion dollar industries in our country rely on slave labor in multiple countries around the world simply to operate. And we are at a breaknecking pace creating policies that clear the way for those people to take over massive swaths of industry. Again, on slave labor, cobalt mines, lithium mines. Uh, wherever the fuck else things come from because nothing comes from here we ship things overseas so they can put them together and ship them back because we don't use slaves but they sure do and that's good yeah. for us what's more cons- what is a bigger if these people think are going to justify everything they do these wars and all this bullshit on humanitarian grounds they're fucking liars they're lying to their they're just – it's a blatant They're lie done. because you it's don't over. care. <laughs> Literally, you don't care about humanitarian yeah. issues no. because you'll turn a, a poverty ignorant blind over, eye. We could have solved poverty over, yeah, a hundred
2: times if spending thousand, all the money that we've spent on foreign wars. With,
0: yeah. with regular laws too, like just – like I think a little bit of application of the antitrust laws might make a big difference in this country at this point. where well, we have con- companies owning 90% of the S&P 500, six corporations running almost everything in the world – uh, I think it's, we could just maybe apply a few simple laws. that have been on the books for quite a while and solve some problems yes. here at home that are humanitarian crises and chill the fuck out with the iPhones, for God's sakes, and your stupid electric vehicles that don't do shit and that suck and that are literally just – literally, they're just cool and flashy and blinging. That's why they have to put a fucking computer on the dashboard because you got to make it worth it some fucking how, and they're not worth it. And they're no. bad for the planet. They're bad for the environment. They're bad for people. They – ruin lives, they're destroying countries, they probably will they're probably causing the the little mini wars that nobody gives a shit about over in Africa constantly and that's probably corporations not, not just dudes with guns that are like crazed because are people ever really crazed it's like that girl selling her dollars well, are you dollars. Yeah. are you doing a bad thing because you're a bad person or are you doing things that look bad because you're in a fucking bad situation that you have absolutely no control over and you're doing what the only thing you could think of to do yeah yeah
2: no the last thing i'll say about this is i don't understand the whole party pop or p- p- partisan politics about it it's just like i mean you said it and i think it's totally like we're gearing up to snap back into like some intense nationalism in the united states like conservatism coming back hard baby you know like hard and bad because it's crazy i mean i don't know what the game theory on the left is like the left is setting the conservatives up to slam dunk them because they're like literally coming out as like we're the party of like not laws. Like we're the party of like not following the laws in this country. And so then it's like, what is the right going to be? The party of having a country, of having, following our own laws. Like, what are we talking about? It's like, these are the people who are like, oh, we're not going to have immigration. You know, we're we're just going to forget about all the immigration law. We're just going to skirt around the criminal laws.
0: You know, it's like, what are we talking about? The left has made themselves the party of lies, the party of wars, the party of spending, the party of uh B- yes. of non non law the party of illegal I mean, government orders it's yes, just like why are we talking about the party of the party of censorship they've become everything they were never they they became the antithesis of everything that they literally the, of their own existence what they their, prior, their yeah platform yeah it's what they were what that they were literally the answer to all of those problems now they are those problems and they they've done this before remember how Lincoln was like the anti slave guy and like the pro whatever he was a bad guy but people say this about him basically the uh the 13th amendment the re- I'll write it in so that we can have slaves forever who were the anti slave people though ultimately they were called Republicans what happened so like the blacks of the in the immediate future were basically the were part of they were in the Republican party there is a switch. They can do this. It takes time, but it's happening right now. Oh, There's yeah, going to be a party switch, a weird yeah. thing that happens, and it throws everybody for a loop because your team becomes weird, but you're still tagged onto the team, and you don't you don't see it happening for some reason, and you don't know what to do, and you have such a hate, vitriol and hatred for the other side that you don't know where to go. It throws everything into limbo. The parties can switch. The people can stay the same, and everything gets fucking weird and it's it like blindsides you because even understanding yeah. the the original flip is actually not simple. You're like, "Well, how how did how, how did we get we, here? so yeah. How did the Republicans become that like the opposite of that later? Why how did they become the racist party? Like what happened exactly?" And if you look back, I mean, the Democrats were just like the stances of these people just changed over time. And yeah, and I mean it's, a lot of it's political gaming and whatnot. Like and it's going to happen Reagan again. What you, I was like make, I was trying to double down. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to double down on your point though, which is that it's happening again. We're heading to
2: conservative extremism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A bad, a bad thing is, is coming, and you don't want to overreact. I mean, that's when you get, you know, someone a, a boxer taps you, you know, taps you, you give it your biggest swing, you miss, and you get bonked on the head, and you're out cold. You know, you don't want to overreact overreacting is always worse. The, yeah. Probably worse than not reacting at all, to be honest, because it's it does it definitely will spell your downfall, whereas you could just not get hit again. It feeds the flame. Wait. Yeah, it feeds the fire. Yeah, so anyway. it's no good. No
2: good. I don't know what will happen with all this, but yeah. Anyway, that was my wrapping a
0: bow on this topic. <laughs> yeah, that was quick. <laughs> Did you want to uh, talk about the paper or... Oh, we can go through it briefly. It's really
2: not that interesting. I mean, maybe we'll talk about it more later, but I could just overview it since I mentioned it. Um, We're going to take a hard right now. We got to talk about something else because that is depressing. So we have to talk about something else depressing. Um, Good. Decline in independent activity as a cause of decline in children's mental well-being. Decline in independent activity as a cause of decline in children's mental well-being. So they're saying that because children have had less independent activity, that is one of the major causes of the mental health crisis that we've seen with young people. I thought it was a very interesting little paper here. So they summarized a lot of research. Um, This is more like a meta-analysis where they just summarize all the literature on this. And, uh, yeah, it was just really interesting. So they've said that, uh, yeah, children have basically a lot less time where they're unsupervised by adults today. And they were like, and that's not just like a thing we feel, but that's like actually true. Like and much more so than in the past, at least in the recent past, like the mid 1900s, since 1960 really is when they cut it off. Uh, children are more supervised by adults and their activities are more controlled by adults. And that that has led them to be less resilient and less independent, less capable, less autonomous. And uh, that's led to mental health challenges as they feel like, you know, they're not capable. They feel unprepared for life. They're less resilient, literally. And so I thought it was just an interesting idea. Interesting idea. And some of the things, I thought I'd read a few things in here because there are just some, like, interesting little factoids. Um, Because, so they, this is, like, cross-cultural. But they also say there's, like, differences culturally and across time. Um, And so this is something interesting from Finland. So um, in another study comparing uh, CIM, children's independent mobility, so their ability to go out, um, you know, independently walk around, go to the neighbor's house, whatever. So in another study comparing children's independent mobility in 16 different countries, the U.S. not included, conducted from 2010 to 2012, Finland stood out as allowing children the greatest freedom of movement. The authors wrote, quote, at age seven, a majority of Finnish children, a majority, at age seven, a majority of Finnish children can already travel to places within walking distance or cycle to places alone. By age eight, a majority can cross main roads, travel home from school, and go out after dark alone. By nine, a majority can cycle on main roads alone. And by ten, a majority can travel on local buses alone. I mean, just totally unthinkable today in America. I just thought... That's so shocking. Like today, I feel like people are like, don't leave home without an adult. You know, like you're going to get killed and
0: never go out after dark. It's just so wild to me. Like it's just so stark, the difference. I
2: thought that was so interesting.
0: Um, I think that has, I would love to read this paper because I have an inkling of what might be going on there. Because when I think of... Let's say you know having a child, or well, I have young family members too. Yeah, like, young uh, brothers and sisters and cousins and and uh, Kim's youngest brother is still in like middle school or just just went to high school. Family. And I'm actually different than her family is. They're a lot more, whatever, the problem version is. What is that is there a word for this? Like uh, over. Overprotective or something. or something. Yeah. So like yeah. they, they're pretty protective. helicopter parents. Yeah. Kim's sister has children as well, and it's like I, we were somewhere recently, and there was like kids running around, and I just kind of overheard some one of them. Uh, I think it was Kim's sister said something like, "You'd be you'd be so surprised, you know, like what parents would just let their kids do or whatever." And I'm sitting there oh, watching these kids, and I'm like, "You mean just walk around a pumpkin patch?" You'd be so
2: surprised at freedom they give their children, but it's good for them. It's good for them. They need that freedom in order to develop into resilient, capable adults. No, I mean, but yeah, what were you saying? Your inkling of why this might be happening? They speculate in the paper. They say, well, you know, because of
0: let me give this example first. Here's a weird
2: about crime
0: and stuff. This is a crazy example, and I'm not trying to be mean. Because these people in my family, okay, I won't say names, but they might be listening. So <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad about you, person that oh, I'm talking yeah. about, but I have a family member who I just like two distinct ex- examples. One was there was like a pie. Some, we made a pie or some, somebody did. And uh, this person in my family, younger, but old enough, wanted a piece of the pie. Hmm. And so I think I or somebody was like, well, just Here. Handed them like a cutting thing, a knife or something. I said, just have a piece. Cut yourself and a piece. And they stood there holding the knife. And they were like, I don't know what to do. Like, what? how do I do it? And it was like, how do you do, literally, I was like, how do you do what? Like, <laughs> the, like, how do you cut yourself This is a, a moment, I? yeah. They got to learn. It was just. First time. It stuck it stuck with me. But but it should have been learned. You know what I'm saying? So this is a mm, byproduct. They were too of old some, or something
2: for, to ask This is that. a byproduct.
0: A hundred percent. So this is a byproduct of somebody having everything done for them all the time. right There's another right. example. I think Dependence. it was either it was either a sibling or the same person. I remember we were sitting at the door. they had a key to open the front door and they were like, "How do I do this? Like how do I put the key in the hole? how do I make this key Oh, unlock this door it was literally you know, <laughs> was literally a question I mean it is kind of tricky but same by there's only one place that key goes you know what I'm saying so this is a byproduct again of you, like obviously yeah. at 14 or 15 you've never unlocked a door you've never been asked to and this That's is again crazy. a byproduct of yeah. never having to do 14. that you never unlocked the door Whoa. and you've never had a And it's like, when I was a kid, I hated stuff like this, but it's like, you were, if your mom got back from the grocery store, she said, get the groceries out of the car. It wasn't a question. It wasn't an option. And nobody, I, no one thought of it as an, I didn't think of it as an option. They didn't, I mean, there's an implicit option. You cannot do it and see what happens, but we never... That that wasn't how it went down. It was just I just got the groceries out of the car,
2: right? You know yeah. what I'm now, saying? And I brought them of the inside. The American mind and the body. So that's the interesting thing. I mean, we all know about the coddling of the American mind, like how sensitive we've been toward children, giving them participation trophies, and telling everyone, "Oh, you're a superstar. You're gifted. You're amazing. You're perfect." But I thought this was interesting because it extends that because it's not just the mind, it's not just what we tell, because it's also what we're doing literally, like the coddling right. of their physical security. Like we don't even let them go do things like play, and a lot of this is about play.
0: It's like about rough play and how few of that well, everything, people have. Yeah, everything interesting they do is on a is online or on a phone, so they can right. do things. You know, whether it's either posted about or whatever, you know, they, they, they know how to make an account on like a video game online that I don't even know how to find or what it's called. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> great. They can do some stuff that back when computers were like invented and given to the public, you needed your parents to do. Now it's mm. the opposite. So there is some, but this is like, like you're saying, like the bo- like we're being. I think that had a has a big effect of it. Your most a majority of your time is spent in this false place where you don't right. use keys, you don't you you don't cut pie. Someone you stay in the computer with your headphones on, and someone brings you a piece of pie, or you know, like we would call oh, for God. dinner. Like yeah. it's time for dinner, and it's like why is it? Uh, it's been twenty minutes, are still not down here. We've yelled up the stairs four hundred times. Turn the fucking game off and come eat dinner. Oh, like what the gosh. fuck is your problem? So they're spending, they still have all the time they always had, but now it's being spent differently. But I actually think this going out thing is different. I think, and I, this example of like the cake and the key, like that's something, it's similar. But I think you'd be surprised if you were like, well, where's your kid? They're seven or 10 or whatever. Oh, they just, they're walking down to uh, the quick trip. They're going to get some, they're going to bring back some uh, whatever, you know. Some some drinks. I know it's totally be like. What are you talking about? Yeah, but why is that? So what 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 do people think is going to happen? It's like dangerous is the idea. You know, like that's not safe. Someone will get you. Someone something bad will happen, and that. I this is my question: Is that true? And it's is it safer in Finland? Let me think about Finland. Who who do you think? What is ever you walk anywhere in Finland? What are you going to see? You know what I think you'll see. Finnish people. They're all Finns. They're not Mm -hmm. like where you go to the quick trip down here. I'm not saying, I'm making any judgments about the things you will see. I'll just tell you what you will see. 12 Mexicans that most of which don't speak English. They probably work for a landscape company, all hanging around outside the quick trip, eating, eating lunch, fueling up, you know, their stuff, whatever you're going to have about and another chunk, huge chunk, going to be Indian guys. For some reason, there's always like two or three Indian guys standing on their cell phone talking, chain-smoking cigarettes outside the quick trip. I don't know why. They're going to see a bunch of rough dudes at the quick trip filling up machinery, bobcats, getting diesel, whatever, you know. And then you're going to see a couple Mercedes and Lexus just getting gas, you know, to go to work or getting home from work, whatever. I don't know if that's what you'd – would you see that in Finland? Is that what you'd see? Or because that creates an environment. This is part of these like different kind of environment. Yeah. These are these radical like podcasters I've been talking about, like these Jewish type people. This this is a point that they would make strongly, and they would. There's racial uh, preference uh, ideology baked into what they're saying and and in their conclusion. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you think about it and you go, why is it not? Why is it safe for a Finnish kid to get on public transportation? And go somewhere at 10 years old. And why is that probably literally not safe to do here? Because we have this. The only thing I can think of is that when you're in Finland and you think it's safe for your kid to do that, you kind of feel like you're in a community, an isolated kind of community. Like it's what like they would say. What is the worst that could? Oh, I'm not going to do a Finnish accent. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I don't know where that was going. But what's the worst? Like, what do you yeah, think's going to yeah, happen? Exactly. You know what I mean? They'd be like, I don't get it. What 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 bad thing will happen when they go to this? You know, no, that's the store, an interesting
2: right? point. Yeah.
0: No, I wanted to make
2: we point have too. Yeah.
0: But so they so the
2: going outside. Yeah, there's definitely that. Like where there's true harm. They also say in the article that people parents are like more afraid that they'll get reported, like they'll get called defects on or like get reported for abuse of their child or negligence or whatever to the school. And then, you know, like, and that could be grounds for the government to come take your kids. And it's like, that's a very real threat as well in America. And I don't know what the difference, you know, in Finland or other countries is with that. But
0: uh, that's also another, you know, angle of it, which is kind of interesting. Well, it's under the same premise if you let your – we'll take your kid because if you let them go to the gas station at 10 years old on their own or get on public transport, you're putting them in danger. And the question is, is it true or isn't it? And I think it's become true. And there's a theory back in like the days of the serial killer hypes that like those were – a lot of which were manufactured to a certain extent. It's complicated, so I'm not going to explain what that means exactly, but it's totally plausible – And that it was literally to scare people and to make people think it's not safe out there, you know, whether it's to justify more police overreach, police powers, police presence, police funding, or whether it's just to kind of make people more isolated and more controllable uh, by saying any that guy that looks really, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer, that guy that's, you know, cute, attractive. Uh, wants to help you cross the street is really gonna throw you into the back of a van and take you into some dungeon and rape you until you're dead, you know, and then chop your head off and do all these crazy serial killer God. things to you, and it's like, wow, what? That freaks people the fuck out big time. Of and course, I don't know, yeah. you know, I think that whether or not that stuff was real or manufactured, at this point we've like created a culture that probably does have those types of people. Your mind has made it real, Neo. Literally, it has. And and, well, that's uh, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, that's super unfortunate.
2: Yeah. Well, so here's another two things before I got to go. And maybe we can come back and talk about this more because maybe it's more interesting than I thought. But uh, yeah, so talking about going outside and play, because that's a big part of this, uh, that's what we're talking about, is uh, between 1950 and 2010, the average length of the school year, the average length of the school year in the US increased by five weeks, over a month. Between 1950 and 2010, school got over a month longer. So wild. And it says, homework, which was once rare or non-existent in elementary school, is now common even in kindergarten.
0: I was saying, I, I watched a video, I watched a video recently this black guy talking about homework. And uh, he was 100% right. And it was basically like, what are you talking about homework? I don't, you know, teacher telling him or something, you know, your kid's not doing his homework and that's why he's suffering in class or whatever. He's like, my kid's not suffering. He's like, I got dishes to do, you know, when my kid gets home. He he don't have to do more school. He's been at school for eight hours. If my kid's not learning something, that's your fault. It's not my fault for not having homework. That is literally your fucking fault. Exactly. This homework thing is bullshit. We've. We have a family and we have things that need to be done at our house. And unless you are going to do my dishes, unless you are going to help me set the table or fold the laundry or put things back where they go or whatever it takes to run a household and it's not simple, I'm not doing your homework. And I was like, a thousand percent. No,
2: exactly. And academic achievement has been on the decline. So a hundred percent. We like, it's not, we've gotten a longer, so we have a,
0: yeah, a longer school year with more homework. So you've extended it by a month and probably extended it by two months by extending the hours into the evening where you have to do work at home also. Right. So you've, you've done nothing but intensify the schooling and you've got the, the only results you've achieved is dumbing down the American public. And
2: more mental health crisis. And yeah, so to quantify it, it says, one study revealed that the average amount of time that U.S. children in school ages six to eight spent at school plus school homework increased. So the time they spent at school plus homework increased by 11.4 hours per week between 1981 and 2003, equivalent to adding a day and a half of an adult's work week. What are we talking about? Children are working harder than adults. Like we are just it's,
0: grinding them down to the bone. It's crazy. And then it says well, increase school time. And if you time. look at their homework too, it's half. Sometimes it is just ridiculous. You it's know? ridiculous. Like, it's absolutely. You insane. know when homework should only exist in college because of the structure of college. You only go to class a little bit. Yeah, exactly. A little. Yeah, you have huge chunks in between classes. You've got huge chunks, and you're learning. You know. A multiplicity of different things at one time and a lot of it is like the professor is there and you are free and you know what you have to do sometimes to succeed? You got to go to office hours, which means you went, they said, here's, and a lot of times, guess what homework is like in in college? Here's three math problems. Right. right, The point is we taught you something in class today, tomorrow or two days from now, we're going to do something different. You need to make sure you can do these. If you get stuck, you've got two days to come to my office and ask me personally what to do. And by the way, you live here in the campus. It's a totally different experience. And it's helpful because you need to know for yourself. It's That's taking final responsibility for your own learning. And when you are when you don't know how to read or even know math stuff, that's time for the teacher. And so whatever's happening, it's like the whole system is, is not a good system. Yeah. No, and it's And they're terrible. teaching. The curriculum is absolute garbage because they're not learning anything
2: no we have lower reading and math scores in the united states on the world stage than ever before it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. that
0: that lady that went to that poor country said she went to a school over there somewhere in one of those places that she was and she's like they're not successful like 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 america you know but oddly they were learning like calculus if they were lucky enough to be in the school they were learning like calculus and elementary and middle school. So it, she was like, it was very stunning to see what was happening on the whiteboard in these like classes with little people. And you're like, she said she was just like totally confused by it. Like, what is what, like, what am I watching? Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. how is this even possible? Like, we didn't even know te- 10 year olds could do algebra. Like that wasn't even. Right. Right. A thought. So
2: we've added a day and a half to school kids. Uh, you know, school uh, during the week, which is ridiculous. Uh, And that's also been accompanied by a decrease in recess. So they have less play and more time to do work. It's just terrible. By 2014, the average time spent in recess, including any recess associated with the lunch period, so that's recess and lunch, uh, was in elementary schools was just 26.9 minutes a day, almost 27 minutes a day. That was all they got, less than 30 minutes. And some schools had no recess at all is just terrible. And then the last thing I'll say about this, because I have got to go after this, um, you know, what's the result of all this? And this really broke my heart. I almost started tearing up when I read this. Um, Moreover, the 2019 Youth Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System survey revealed that during the previous year, 18.8% of U.S. high school students seriously considered attempting suicide. 15.7% made a suicide plan 8.9% attempted suicide one or more times, and 2.5% made a suicide attempt requiring medical treatment. We are clearly experiencing an epidemic of psychopathology among young people.
0: Yeah, totally. And what do you think? uh, I mean, it's like we got to make sure uh, we kill all those Palestinians, though. Because we're fine. You know, it's like, so we, it's like, I think those... uh, I mean, we've literally just described what probably a huge part of the cause of that. You know, you can't do anything on your own. It's dangerous to go out. It's safe to be at home staring at your phone, being indoctrinated by whatever types of feeds you have, whether it's hot, half clad, you know, people or crazy political, what radical stuff. And you have to spend the majority of your time in a brick and mortar prison building prison you're working harder l- than adults
2: it's ridiculous yeah,
0: no, you're getting you go to the bathroom when you're allowed when you're when it's allowed you go into the hallway with a pass you go to you get up and you march to the next room when the at the sound of a bell like a buzzer like in prison like when the doors unlock you know time to go to the next place you do that for lunch as well you don't eat when you're hungry you eat when you're told you go there with the bell. You leave, you know, whether you're done eating or not, at the sound of a bell. And then you go home and you're overwhelmed with a bunch of more homework that you had to bring home from that hell that hell hole. And then you do that every day except for the weekends for the next uh, – Apparently, it's high school we're talking about. By the time you've done that for 20 years, you're ready to basically fucking kill yourself because you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, what the point of life is. And of course, we develop this pathology. I think my mental pathology and not being able to understand even the fact that I even think about things like trying to understand the blend between the individual and the collective is a byproduct of going, this is so fucked here. Everything's so fucked up. I can't even understand where the fuck I live what I'm even doing here, you know, and that's what these kids are experiencing. And it's disgusting and it's, it's terrible. Sad. It's terrible. And I have absolutely no clue how this and that's how here. You ever that's back in our that.
2: community. Yeah. I mean it's just terrible. And then there's the last thing I've said it that, that was the last thing before, but I forgot this other line, which I read just to, you know, full follow the swing or whatever, complete the swing. When the survey uh, was conducted, so they conducted some surveys um during the summer and during the school they said, uh, I'll just read the whole thing. Okay. Our research indicates, uh, has compared indices of stress and psychopathology in students during the school year with those during summer vacation and when most students uh, have opportunity for independent activity during the summer. So they said- What this, happened
0: during those times?
2: That's what I'm about to say. So they said they oh, found honey. that teenagers in school were the most stressed people in the U.S. Teenagers in school were the most stressed people in the U.S. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And 83%, 83% of them attributed their stress, at least partly, if not fully, to school. When the survey was conducted during summer, the percentage reporting severe stress was cut in half compared with when school was in session. Other research reveals, and this is the thing that's really sad, other research reveals that for young people of school age, but for no other age group, the rates of emergency mental health admissions, attempted suicides, and actual suicides were roughly twice as high during weeks when school is in session compared to vacation.
0: Yeah, I totally relate. I was one of those kids. I dropped out of high school because I was literally in an institution. And they said if you want to complete your high school career and they handed me a stack of papers. I'd never seen a stack of papers so big that someone was actually expected to make it through. It's like of the Bible, you know. My like God. I mean, like what I'm talking like a how? a Catholic, a Catholic <laughs> Bible with thick pages, you know, just like huge. And I, I did some stuff on it. I, I was so confused. I literally had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, what am I even doing? Like, what is this stuff? I've and they did, waited to give it to. Anyways, my point being that, like, yeah, that was my experience in school. Was I mean, just. And I fought. I was in school during the period that they're looking at, and it's just like, it's it's not even just the schoolwork that that causes that. So you might think like reduced time, you know, make the learning more fun, whatever. You know, the problem is as much that as it is the social situation. I think I don't. I I couldn't like describe it now quickly, but. Maybe we can come back next week. You can give us your hot yeah. take. I'll send you this paper we can recap, but yeah. Because I'm just saying it's not, it's not just like, oh, you work a lot. You know, you do a lot of homework and schoolwork and that's stressful because you want to get good grades. You want to make money one day and you know, whatever. It's, I. it's not really, it's not just that. It's, there's a blending of experience that is happening in those settings where you do not have an identity. You do not have, you do not know who you are. You're trying different identities all the time. There's n- doesn't feel like there's anyone there that you believe in or that you trust that can actually help you figure out how to navigate that. And that's why you get these like clicks and niche groups of like the, like in my day, it was like the emo kids. We had like skater punks. We had like the jocks and the, we called them preps, you know, the popular kids, the preppy ones. You had like the nerds and losers and it's the, and you, I didn't, and this is so classic of a comment, but it's like, I couldn't find, I don't know why, but I could not find my people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally could not, I was, and I, it made me do crazy things. I had, I literally like dyed my hair black, did the the spikes in the back, swoop in the front, like bullet for my Valentine vibes I didn't know how to skateboard and the skateboarders were like the cool emo. So I had to go like full emo. They didn't even have <laughs> oh literally, they didn't even make skinny jeans for boys. Back then you had to buy girl Whoa. pants. And that was like, everyone knew like if you were wearing skinny jeans, you were wearing girl pants. It was like this weird gender bending vibe. People were like painting their nails black, doing drugs. I mean, and I don't know how you get, why was I in, why was I looking towards those groups? Like, is it a demeanor is it the ex- something about the experience in total is it the lack of i don't i mean guidance is yeah. it actually the fact that you keep all the grades separated by age like is that causing that problem it's too it's too social and isolated at the same time so you're never being influenced by a swath of your peers You're completely cordoned off, sectioned off so that the seniors bully the freshmen because they're different groups and they're grouped that way by hard lines that are delineated by the structure rather than letting that uh, cross-pollination, letting there be older Older role models, someone help you figure out how to get through this fucking bullshit, suicidal, crazy time where you're apparently more stressed out than a hedge fund investor losing everybody's money or a lawyer <laughs> yeah. having to go through you know like why are these people stressed out they don't even pay bills you the know most I mean stressed like,
2: out people in America it's <laughs>
0: terrible. it's crazy it's terrible. so
2: yeah we we it's gotta terrible. we gotta come back to this but yeah yeah we can revisit it but yeah that's all I got for today all right yeah. it's been wild. Yeah, let your kids out and play uh, at least. I don't know about sending them on the bus because who knows what that. But uh, let Nobody them do else. some of their own stuff. Maybe, yeah, that would be good advice. Anyway, okay, well, we'll come back. We'll revisit this. All right, goodbye. Hey. <laughs> it's over. <Bye. laughs>